0: Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's
1: go! Mark Bickley, this is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) What's happening? Well, before the end of the show today, which is Tuesday the 21st of November, I said I've got a doozy of a travel story that I'm going to tell you.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I just got a text from the person I'm about to talk about saying... Doozy of a do. travel story, do you? Oh, don't say anything. No, I'm I'm doing it. Oh, I'm doing really? it. Have you ever travelled with someone before that's a real confident traveler that that kind of believes that they're better than everyone when it comes to traveling? You ask um, about their life accomplishments and they talk about their status credits when it comes to traveling?
2: No, I don't have many friends like that. No, neither. Is, is that you?
1: No, yeah, I've got a work colleague like that demoted him from friend to work colleague on the weekend. Ooh. Coming back from Melbourne after a successful oh. venture at Melbourne's rectangular stadium as known as Amy Park. Did you ever see that footage of the journo in America? Her name's uh, in Australia. Her name is Amy Parks. And she did a report from outside Amy Park. So she literally had to say Amy Parks from Amy Park. Yep. Cool. So we, um <laughs> we get back to the hotel at, um, <laughs> Around midnight, we watched a couple of overs of the Cricket World Cup, semi-final, Australia and South Africa. And uh, we go back to the hotel and said, mate, we've got to wake up at 8.15 in the morning to get to the airport. by back. 9.45. No problem. I get up fresh as a daisy, ready to go. My expert travel friend. Oh, traveler expert. Didn't answer his phone on WhatsApp. Called him. Oh, slept in. Like, we've got to go. So we got into Uber, starting to head to Melbourne Airport. And um, I'm freaking out, saying we're not going to make the plane on time. I'm a nervous flyer. I like to head to the gate, sit on the plane, first person on the plane, choke my headphones on, watch TV, listen to our podcast to boost the numbers, or just um, have a chat to (laughs) myself, all right?
2: (laughs) Okay? You just like the sound of your own voice. Be real.
1: I listen to your voice. It's like white noise putting me to sleep. (laughs) So we get to the airport, all good. And then my um, work colleague, who has now been downgraded to acquaintance, Um, has basically said, bro, I got you covered. Come into the lounge with me. Be my plus one. I'm like, no problem. We make it into the lounge because our gate is just opposite the lounge of the airline we're flying with. And I look at the board. It says our plane isn't boarding yet. We don't even have to go to gate. I have a coffee. It tastes very nice. I have the baked beans. They were cold, but they were free. So I love them. Had some scrambled eggs. I reckon they'd been left out for a week, but still tasted good because they were free. And then... A bit rubbery. Yeah, I'm paying for them now. So... The board changes to go to gate and my uh, work colleague who has gone to acquaintance and now downgraded to someone I've just met before. Uh, he says, we're all good. So we sit down, have a coffee. He goes and gets some food, have another coffee. It still says go to gate. Didn't hear an announcement. All of a sudden, Mark Murphy, former Carlton skipper, walks in, shakes my hand. Jared, how are you going? I'm like, g'day, Mark. How are you going, mate? Good to see you.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Can I just pick that up? Yep. Just drop that name there. What hey, was Murph. that all about? Mark Murphy. I
1: just wanted to come and say hello. Probably thought okay. I was Chris Judd. Um,
2: <laughs> You're the guy that hosts the pet show in, in Melbourne. I had a cat once that went there.
1: <laughs> oh, didn't realise Midnight Oil were playing Peter Garrett. Nice to meet
3: you.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I'm meeting one of my uh, former Colton players in Mill Hanna. What's he doing in the lounge? <laughs> so, <laughs> geez, Michael Klim's had a really bad life. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, the the thing vanished from the screen. It had vanished from go to gate to nothing. So I went up to the desk and I said, excuse me, sir, gentlemen, um, what's happened to our flight? They said the flight's left. Sorry? What? The flight had left. I said, I did not hear the announcement. And the bloke, in the most passive aggressive way, said, oh, that's what they all say, mate.
0: (laughs) Oh, really?
1: Yeah. And I said, I'm not just saying it. Anyway, how do you explain this photo where it says go to gate? And the guy said, well, you're going to have to take it up with Melbourne Airport. So I've looked at my work colleague, turned into acquaintance, turned into somebody I used to know that's now just a person at the lounge. And um, yeah, he looks pretty stressed. Is this casual traveler who is has a lot of swagger when he talks about travel has then gone, well, now what do we do? Anyway, the next flight out was at nine o'clock that night. And I needed to get back to Adelaide to see my family and then work at the basketball that night. So the uh, expert traveller then booked a couple of tickets on another airline, Mm. which we thought would be okay and the boss would have no problem with until we received a phone call from the boss. Seemed pretty good. Hung up the phone, said, you owe us a drink, no problem. Followed up with a text message that said, if I knew the flights from Melbourne to Adelaide one way were going to cost $2,000, I would have left you expletives in Melbourne. $2,000? $2,000.
2: $2,000? $2, $2,000. Wow. So What
1: are you doing?
2: That's we've an expensive flight. Gone big. to the
1: other part of the airport where the other airline was, started making our way to the gate, and um, the expert traveler's like, oh, we've got time to go to the lounge. Went to the lounge, and Did then you tell I...
2: Did him to stick it up his jumper? Or? Well, I
1: made a call, and I said, look, mate, I'm going to the gate. I'll meet you there. And then there was still a bit of banter of, oh, we still had time for another drink, and I wasn't in the mood for talking. Mm. <sighs> So, well. how did I make it up to the um, person who ran the events company that I felt so bad for? This is how I did it. He is a mad Hawthorne supporter. Mad Hawthorne supporter. I want you to listen to this, how I made it up for him.
4: Not a here, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, look, I'm just sending you this to apologise for what Jared did by missing his flight. Uh, we can't argue with him. The boy's from South Australia, so he's half an hour behind. I understand he's stuffed you round. He's stuffed all of us round, so don't worry. Maybe buy him a Hawks membership. That'd really stuff him around. Only bloke in Adelaide. Works for the power, works for everything that's involved in South Australia. Thunderbirds, 36 Adelaide Reds, whatever they called. He's really, really sorry. Look after him. He's a simple individual. Cheers,
1: mate. <laughs> so, in between all of those birds, that was Jared <laughs> Ruffin who sent him a personalised message to say, "Forgive me." <laughs> yeah.
0: So,
2: what's Ruffy doing? Oh, that he's at the Saints.
1: Yeah, I just needed a favour from Ruffy, and I owe him now for the rest of my life.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: So, I made it back, and um, I'm never going in a lounge again or travelling with this said individual ever.
2: Yeah, well, I was just contemplating my flight. I've got probably an hour at the airport. I might go in the lounge, but I'll keep an eye on the on the board.
1: Really, this is my fault as well because Poor I caved to I cave to peer pressure. I should have said I'm not going to follow these footsteps of being a casual and swagger filled uh, traveller.
2: Well, should have just when it said boarding, like go in there and have you
1: didn't say of- boarding. It said go to gate. Yeah, well, the other one uh, said boarding. Which other one? All the other cities and that's what that dick of the person who worked at the um, the Mate, airline. Sorry?
2: I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of excuses here. Well, take personal responsibility. It's you had a ticket, the plane yeah. said it was leaving at this time. Yeah. Just get on the plane. There's
1: another part of the story I can't talk about, but you've seen the video and that's what I had to deal with. The people I was sitting next to on the other flight. Mm. <sighs> yep.
2: I'm saying nothing.
1: Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hey, but I'm back now. You're back. You've got to travel today.
2: I do. I've got to travel, and um, you wouldn't think it'd be very busy, Melbourne or Adelaide, middle of the day. Probably oh, good seats. luck. I'd probably have a couple of <laughs> spare seats next to me, surely, wouldn't I? If you're, going, if you're flying between <laughs> Melbourne and Adelaide, you're flying either in the morning to go to a. You're not an expert traveller,
1: mate. I hope that the person sitting next to you is the guy that's gone into hiding ever since this happened. Right in front of me. Right in front of me. And I hope he's actually sitting behind you so we can say, I can't believe Mark Bickley's sitting. Right in
5: front of me. Right in front of me.
1: Hey, enjoy the podcast. We had a good chat today with Charlie Edwards who has been uh, signed to Adelaide, which is awesome. Courtney Cramey on the mark. You gave us a really good insight into your facial hair, but also most importantly, the draft as well. So Bix, I love you so much.
2: Mm, thank you, Jared. Hope you enjoy the podcast, everyone.
1: What about I love you too?
2: No, I'm not, I'm not into the whole love thing with my male friends.
6: Mm. See um, ya. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today.
0: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: Two minutes past six. Good morning to you on this beautiful Tuesday, the 21st of November. We're here thanks to tyre power, your family first. And everyone's talking about Mourn Team. Mark Bickley, I'm sitting in Studio Lumo at the moment, powered by Lumo Energy SA, but I'm looking down a camera, looking at a computer screen, and looking at your beautiful face because you are fresh from the AFL draft. Good morning.
2: (laughs) Good morning to you, Jared, and everyone that's tuning in. Yes, it was a pretty big night in Melbourne last night uh, at at, uh, uh, Marvel Stadium where the the, uh, draft was held. And... I must say, I quite enjoyed the atmosphere they tried to create last night. So all of the the young draftees, the top 20 picks were invited and they're allowed to bring along 15 of their family and friends and mates. And so a couple of nice moments last night where people got drafted to different clubs or they got drafted and stayed in Melbourne and there was big cheers, lots of fun. So yeah, I didn't mind it.
1: Let's have a listen to the number one pick because we've been talking about it for the past 12 months. With pick one... The West Coast Eagles select Harley Reid from the Bendigo Pioneers and the Tongala Football Netball Club. So all of the arguments, all of the debate, everything can now be put to rest. He's going to be wearing the guernsey of the West Coast Eagles for at least the next two years.
2: I think it might be three years now for the first round draft picks, but um, or might not have been changed yet. But it, it it sounds like he's a he's a really solid citizen. He's a, a really uh, sort of laid-back character. Uh, we'll hear from him in a second. He sent a message to the West Coast Eagles fans, but I just feel like he's one of these guys. He's super competitive. He just wants to get into the AFL system and show everyone what he's got. And I'll tell you what, it, there's a lot of guys who have gone to the West and everyone said, oh, he'll be back soon, but have stayed there because um, there's lots of opportunities over in the West. You know, even even Chris Judd, who did come back, he gave him. A good seven or so years, won a brown low and won a premiership. So I, I think that uh, Harley Reid might just settle in. And if West Coast start to improve in the coming years, he might just want to be a part of that. But here's his message to the, the fans of the West Coast Eagles.
3: G'day, West Coast Eagles fans. It's Harley Reid here. Um, super stoked to be on board with the West Coast Eagles. Um, I was super grateful and honoured to head over west and enjoy the, the perfect weather. Kicks ass and over here in Victoria. So keen to get across and get in with the West Coast players. Um, We've got a great young core group there and senior boys. We've got a lot of experience there, so can't wait to get over there and get
1: stuck in. Yo! Yo! Just chucked yo, a big yo bro. at the end of that. <laughs> um, maybe he was talking about his favourite West Coast player in Elliot. Yo! I'm not sure. So we're going to... Looking forward
2: to the weather over there?
1: Yeah, it was good. And I think the, the West Coast fans can breathe a sigh of relief. And most importantly, they get a little bit of positivity to finish off their 2023 because they've had not just a horrible 2023. It's been a horrible couple of years for the Eagles.
2: Well, it has. And um, you know, they've been terribly performed over the last probably three years, you'd say. Uh, and... and... Surprisingly, in a lot of ways, because there's still a lot of experienced and premiership players on their list, but they've just fallen off a cliff. You know, you talk about Yo and um, uh, McGovern hasn't been able to get on the park. Nick Natanui, uh, uh you know, Jack Darling. Yep, Shuey G- retires. Josh yeah, Josh Kennedy retires uh, last year. You know, and you've got Gaff on the wing who yep. really hasn't sort of given much. So they, they've sort of yeah, like I say, dropped off a cliff, and and now they've I think. Gibney last year was a bit of a shining light as a young player. uh, They've they've got a couple of nice young players, and now they bring in Harley Reid. The other interesting part about it, and that was uh, Adelaide's selection, uh, they took Daniel Curtin, who was a very, very highly rated Western Australian. Now, I know that uh, the West Coast Eagles were desperate to try and trade with the GWS Giants to get into the draft so they could take Daniel Curtin. But fortunately, if you're an Adelaide fan, Adelaide were able to, Make a better offer. The reports were so Adelaide offered their uh, pick eight and pick 15, and in return, and a second round pick in next year's draft, and in return, they got GWS's, uh, 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 sorry, they got pick eight. They offered 11 and 15, and they got 8 and 17 back, but they also gave up a second-round pick. What the West Coast Eagles were offering was next year's first-round pick for for the West Coast Eagles, which potentially could have been pick number one. Mm. But the reports were that GWS wanted to stay in this year's draft. So, effectively, Adelaide got one of the real stars of the draft. A lot of people really rated Daniel Curtin. He's 197 centimetres, so if you go back in the old language, that's, you know, think of Sean Wren, same size as him. I think he was 197 And he plays every position on the ground. He's played as a key defender, which will probably be where he'll start with Adelaide. But he's also played key forward, and late in the year he's played as a midfielder. So just think about that. He's played as a midfielder. That's a very tall midfielder. It is indeed. So this is the world we're living in. He's. uh, We we thought that Patrick Cripps and and Marcus Bontempelli uh, in the one ninety. Three, four, five range were big. We're talking another inch taller again. So, uh, pretty remarkable.
1: I have some observations. And, uh, Crows fans, what do you think? Let us know. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. 154 uh, You will go in the running to win that Signet Boost Power Bank. We'll keep your phone, tablet, earbuds powered 24 7. Are you happy with uh, how last night went? So, Bix, I have three observations. Yes. Um, so Daniel Curtin gets drafted by Adelaide and next year it will be Arlo Draper joining Sam Draper. so there's a lot of interior designers who are really happy with the curtains <laughs> and the drapers being um, signed to <laughs> AFL lists. If you have a look at the top 29 players last night, at least a third of them have um, two first names. So Harley Reed has two first names. There's mm. Jed Walter. Um, there is Ethan Reed. Uh, you continue down to Jake Rogers. Uh, Darcy Wilson, Charlie Edwards, Will Dawson. So there's a lot of two first names, Will Graham, Oscar Rhyme. So um, And finally, probably the most controversial thing of the night, and it's worth discussing, is your facial hair. So Mm. we saw a photo of you wearing what looks like a sports coat that you'd borrowed for the day. Um, it was the
2: Richie Beno special. It was the beige sports? You didn't like that?
1: No, I didn't dislike what? it. But you I
2: preferred Lindsay Gilby's uh, hoodie instead?
1: No, I. I'm, well, all I'm saying <laughs> is the feedback I received personally last night, and yeah. we can we can reshare the image of you um, presenting the Guernsey last night um, on our X and Instagram. Um, This time last week, I questioned your facial hair, and you said it was an accident, and you just haven't shaved. Yeah. Last night was the proof that you lied to me, and that you are trying to have stylish facial hair. It's not an accident. It's not patchy. You didn't forget to shave last night. You left it there intentionally.
2: Well, I didn't forget to shave. I just couldn't be bothered shaving. Like... I
1: disagree with that. You are Mr. Perfect, and you knew you were going to be on broadcast and have photos taken. This is you doing something with your facial hair midlife crisis style.
2: (laughs) Is it that that important, is it? Yeah. You come in unshaven often. You're unshaven right now. That's that, that,
1: that's fine, but I own it. So you need to admit to me that you are actually trying to grow your facial hair, and it wasn't, it couldn't be bothered, or I just didn't have time. And last night, I think it looks good, by the way. So I'm not bagging you. It's a compliment. But you're doing it on purpose now. You're trying new stuff.
2: Well, all I'm doing is is I'm about to go on holidays. You and I don't have long to go. We have a week and a half to go, and then got a little bit of time off. So let's just let it go. See where it, see where it leads.
1: So you are, this is an admission here that you have led me up the garden path and you are trying something with your facial hair.
2: Well, the admission is, is that I'm just, it doesn't float my boat having a shave every couple of days. So i just let it go. And if it's, if it's not too much hassle and nobody cares, just let it go. I like it. That's life, isn't it? Like just go with the flow.
1: I like it. If you want to have a look at Mark Bickley's facial hair and comments, 0427 154 We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. A huge thanks to Chemist Warehouse too. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Plenty of sport to cover. Um, we will be speaking to Courtney Cramey from the Adelaide Crows, who had a big win over the weekend, and they are preparing to hopefully get another win and face mm. off in another grand final. We'll also chat to one of the draftees from the Adelaide Crows, number 21, Charlie Edwards. We'll speak to him just after 8 o'clock this morning, which is going to be fantastic, Bix.
2: It is, Charlie's a 191 centimetre midfielder. He's a nice kick. He's got a turn of foot as well. So that is really nice for Adelaide because they've been desperate for that style of player. So Adelaide seemed to fill a number of needs last night. One, the big, tall defender and also someone who can play multiple positions, but also Charlie Edwards, who... Uh, uh, is able to play that sort of big body midfielder role who gets forward and kicks a goal. So some some nice work, and they'd be pretty happy. Just got
1: a fact check our newsreader as well, who said that uh, Corey McKercher went at number two for North Melbourne, which sounds like Corey McKernan, but it's actually Colby McKercher. Colby I thought all McKercher. the North Melbourne fans were thinking far out. Corey McKernan's back playing football. <laughs> this is they've gone for the <laughs> overaged recruit rookie, which is wonderful. Um, look, if you want to call us, please do one 736 Going to be a gorgeous day today. Twenty four degrees. It's SENSA Breakfast. Good morning.
6: Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a
0: vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 17 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. We are in studio, Lumo, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Rush in there for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on right now. Um, our text line is 0427154166. A few texts flying in, having a look at social media last night. Bix, after you uh, were sporting what can only be described as aggressive facial hair, whilst uh, presenting the Adelaide Crows new draftees with their Guernseys. Uh, just a, a little bit of feedback already. There is one that says, what's going on with Bix? Is that a day 20 Movember Mo? <laughs> there was also one saying, who is yeah. the porn star presenting the Guernsey to the Crows draftee last night? So there's a bit of feedback. It is now on our X and our Instagram mm. if you want to see it. So it's it's good. You it And the, the sports coat was very kind of spring, spring racing carnival-esque.
2: Well, they said sort of it's smart casual, like I said, but when I got there amongst others um, they, they weren't all that smart so I don't know
1: I think it was very good, Mark Bickley all right we want to do something a little bit different this morning um, alongside ACET transport solutions don't send it Ace it uh, now they used to be known as ACET couriers, but they are so much more than couriers they are amazing they've got South Australia covered don't just send it ACE it this is basically what's Ace. I like it like- What are you liking at the moment, Mark Bigley?
2: Well, uh, as much as I didn't like the result last night uh, with the Redbacks, they played in the March Cup, the 50-over match. They lost with three balls to spare last night. What I did like was the return of youngster Liam Scott. <clears throat> Excuse me. Liam Scott is um, 22 years of age. He's uh, been out with a broken hand, but he's a, a talented young all-rounder, which the, uh, the Redbacks are screaming out for. Made 21 off 20 with the bat and then bowled really well. Let's have a look, listen to Liam Scott taking the first couple of wickets.
4: Philippi on strike. And that's gone straight up in the air. He's annoyed with himself, Philippi, Will the catch be taken? It is. And the dangerous Josh Philippi is out in the third over the, of the game. Suggested they need to be ahead of the ahead of the game. Connolly's hit
7: it up in the air. But straight to uh, mid-arm. What a bizarre shot. (laughs) Sweeney takes the catch.
1: See, I'm glad you said that, Mark Pickley, because um, it's a great nomination. Ace at Transport Solutions. Don't just send it, ace it. Uh, Commentary actually brings me to my nomination for what was uh, ace over the weekend. Now, there was so much drama surrounding the F1 over in Vegas. Saw that Travis Boak was over there. Jason Horn francis got to have a bit of a look as well. They were there alongside Mm -hmm. Red Bull. And you saw that um, practice, I think, was restricted to about nine minutes because there was issues with water circulation and manholes and stuff.
2: Bumping up and down the road wasn't flat.
1: Yep. so. So when Max Verstappen ended up winning, I wanted to play for you the commentary, which I'm sure the uh, commentator has been thinking about saying this for a very long time.
8: Leclerc's going to take second place, but here in Vegas, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. (laughs) It's
1: it's not bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's all right.
2: it's not bad. And then then they crossed to to, uh, Max on the microphone and he talked about um, Vivo
1: Las Vegas. Yeah, they just, they've, been, that, yeah they've had so. them all written down. So look, that's um, that's certainly very predictable what happens in the F1. The the Velo Adelaide 500 is certainly not predictable. We'll have a winner at the end of this weekend. We'll talk to you more about that during the week. Mark Pickley. Thanks again to Ace at Transport Solutions. Don't just send it. Ace it.
6: Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au, Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here
0: today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: 26 minutes past six. Good morning to you as we are approaching Christmas Flight Centre's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. You can book now to save big. We're going for a top of 24 degrees today. Last night, a lot of dreams had begun for the future of the AFL, including a bunch of South Australians, Mark Bickley, Ashton Moyer, heading to Carlton. This is what he had to say. Hey,
6: Carlton fans, Ashton Moyer here. So stoked to be joining
1: such a great team, be part of something super special next year. Can't wait to get stuck into it. Cheers. Go Blues. Having a look at how he responded last night, I'm surprised that he didn't get a career-ending injury because all of his mates just jumping on him out of celebration. (laughs) And there's a little bit of a twist to that, Bix. A big fan of him and someone who's been mentoring him and known him since he was a kid is former Adelaide 36er Jerome Randall. So those guys have have known one another since Jerome was playing for the Adelaide 36ers in the NBL. And I was looking at Jerome's socials last night. There's there's little twists and turns back into everything and potentially got something to do with how versatile he is as an athlete and a footballer.
2: Well, he was an interesting one because he had an unbelievable year last year as a bottom ager. And so he was touted as being a top 10 pick. This year he had some injury concerns, had some form issues, and so nobody really knew where he was going to get picked. But uh, the one thing that nobody doubts is he's got unbelievable physical attributes. Uh, and he's a uh, he's, he's ambidextrous. He doesn't have a natural foot. He's a kicks both feet exactly the same. So if he's on uh, the left-hand side of the ground, he kicks with his right foot because that opens up the angle. If he's on the right-hand side of the ground, he'll kick it with his left foot. He does that. Comfortably from fifty meters, so that's an unbelievably unique talent. That uh, well, not when I want to say unique. It's not many players have that that two sidedness in uh, today's sport. So that's uh, Ashton. He went at uh, pick twenty nine. He was the last pick of the night, and also the third South Australian. The other two South Australians, the first pick for the night was Will McCabe. He went to Hawthorne. Um, I think he was. Bid upon by North Melbourne. Yeah, North Melbourne tried to get him, yeah. Yeah, read out his name. But then uh, Hawthorne had the opportunity to match that. So Luke McCabe uh, played over 100 games for the Hawks. So his son is Will. And Will goes to Hawthorne, which I'm sure he grew up uh, barracking for. And then the very next pick, uh, North Melbourne had another pick. And they took Taylor Gobe, which is one of the real interesting stories of the draft. He's someone who only started playing football literally 18 months ago, or or seriously, with South Adelaide. Um, Maybe less than that. Uh, uh, But he's 206 centimetres. He uh, performed amazingly well in the draft camp, in the the speed aspect of it, uh, and also the 2K time trial. So he's got some big upside.
1: And there's something that he said in his post-draft interview that I want to play for you after the news because I, I think it's going to please the North Melbourne fans, but it also will give a lot of hope to clubs, who are recruiting players from states that aren't their own. And that really uh, has stood out for me. We're going to play it for you. Crows fans, what do you think? Uh, Adelaide did really well last night, and uh, Bix believes that they were the pick of the draft so uh, let us know 0427 154 166 as we mentioned speaking of the Crows Courtney Crane you're going to join us a little bit later on this morning we'll speak to one of the recruits from the Adelaide Crows and of course on the mark not too far away right now if you want text to text us 0427 154 166 it's SENSA Tire
6: Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for
0: tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go.
1: 27 to 7 on this Tuesday morning, 21st of November. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Well, Well, I am. Mark Bickley is um, over in our SEN Melbourne studios today. Thanks to Ty Power, your family first, and Mourn Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. What I have been led to believe, and this is not fact at this point, it's an allegation, he has been... Well, look, to be honest with you, he's been told he can't enter South Australia with the facial hair that he's gone on at the moment after the <laughs> feedback from the draft last night. If you want to have a look at the photo of Mark Bickley's goatee from what he was doing on stage at the draft at Marvel Stadium last night, you can go on our X account um, and also on Instagram.
2: It's not a goatee, is it? I'm trying to grow it everywhere. I'm just not shaving. So it looks like a
1: goatee. Well,
2: that's the only, the only spots that it grows. It's very patchy. Yeah.
1: Maybe it just
2: came up that way on the television perhaps.
1: Yeah, the You're feedback. There once, right? Feedback was very direct, wasn't it? It it actually looked like, to be honest with you, with the jacket that you were wearing. Yeah, it looked like you had pinched Jordan Dawson's best and fairest jacket, and you thought you were going to rock up wearing an Adelaide Crows club champion well, jacket.
2: The yeah, the, uh, the yellow jersey. I was yes. going with, the, and was more, it was more. beige. It's sort mm. of yeah, fit your personality. Really, was, <laughs> I was channeling Richie Benno.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going for. <laughs> no, it was really good, mate. Well, um, yeah,
2: but you know what? You, you wear your sports T-shirt and your, and your, your baseball cap. You know, you, you would have looked great.
1: I would have looked hideous. I'm not saying I would have looked good. <laughs> I'm just saying take some pride because well, you are the pride of South Australia.
2: Uh, I thought I was actually – they said smart, casual. I thought I hit the, hit the mark.
1: I'm not saying you look bad. I'm I'm uh, your partner in crime here, your yeah. lover. I am just... <laughs>
2: yeah, ease up
3: a little
1: bit. All right, let's have a listen to Taylor Goat last night because prior to the news, we were talking about the South Australians who were drafted. North Melbourne would be really happy because they got about 15 top 10 draft picks into their club last night. Um, Taylor Goat is a is a young South Australian who is... Bix, how would you describe him? Because apart from being extremely tall, he's going to be very talented as a footballer.
2: Well, 206. 26- Centimetres, uh, new to the game, basketball background. I guess you'd say at the moment, like when he plays, most of the way he finds the ball has been on the ground. Like he's remarkably agile. He's got great speed. He's got a great engine, ran a really good 2K time trial. So he's still learning the craft, which is the ruck craft and also the marking caper. But when you're 206 centimetres and he's going to have some now, some specialist coaching for the next couple of years. That, now he's not going to play... Next year at league level, I I wouldn't think. And he's got a fair bit of work to do, but he's a a long-term project. But if they get this right, his physical attributes gives him an unbelievable advantage over most others in in the caper.
1: It's also safe to say, and you're going to hear this at the start of what we're about to play for you. If someone is 207 centimetres, there's a fair chance they have a basketball background. So that we, that's that's kind of a given. Have a listen to what Taylor Goad said last night and then we can break down what I think was the standout from a really impressive few words.
8: So talk to us a little bit about your basketball background and when you made the decision that football was going to be the number one sport.
1: Yeah, so I've always
7: played footy and basketball and last year I was just playing footy and basketball for school and sort of was in my ag class with my best mate Tom Wheat, and he said that you should come out to South Adelaide. So I was all right. yeah, right. So I got on to... Mark Clayton, the, the talent manager, and then sort of made the decision to quit basketball in November last year and start at South Adelaide preseason and just went from there.
2: And have you spoken at North Melbourne, Taylor? Did you, did you know they were keen and how are you gonna go moving away from home, moving down to Melbourne?
7: Yeah, spoken to them. Obviously met Alistair Clarkson, he was an absolute awesome bloke and love chatting to him and I hope really excited to move away from home and ready for that step in my life and I'm really keen to see what the future holds and can't wait for this opportunity. Uh,
6: Taylor, any AFL ruckman of today that have modelled your game on at all?
7: Yeah, definitely. I've, like the, the likes of Tom De Koning and Max Gorn. Really like watching them.
1: And Max Gorn's probably my favourite ruckman in the AFL at the moment and watched a favorite of him this year. I like hearing, Bix, I'm ready to move away from home. And that's a really big thing, I think, that would please the North Melbourne fans. Did you take the same out?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You, you want players to embrace that and and look at it as a positive in this... Um... You know, there's lots of worse things to do at 18 years of age than to move into state and have a crack. People do it all the time with a job, take a gap year. Yeah. Some people go overseas, do lots of different things. So, um, I, I love that positive attitude. But each to their own. Some people are real, uh, very much family oriented and and want to stay surrounded by their loved ones, and that's fine too. But uh, that's these are the type of the things that that recruiters are looking for when they do this interview process. That's yeah. why they go in in depth as much as they do. They get a bit of an idea about the players that embrace that sort of stuff and the players that may not embrace it. So it's going to be um, – I'm going to really watch uh, Taylor closely. I can't wait to see how he goes and hope he has a you know a long and fruitful career at North. Uh,
1: before we get into our sports update, 0427 154 another bit of rumour coming through on the text line. This one from Tom in Mile End who says mm. – how about the head wobble from Mark Bickley having a reserve park at Morphetville on Saturday? I walked past it and I couldn't believe what I saw. Is this <laughs> fact or fiction, Mark Bickley?
2: No, this is fact. It's rather I found it uh, rather funny because um, I was the MC at the races on the weekend for Legacy, which is a wonderful charity so uh, was was happy to uh, help out there and they said, we've organized a car park for you in the Morphetville Junction car park. But I had to get there at 11 o'clock really early to be briefed and, you know, before the first race. So there was about a thousand car parks. So I just parked in one that was sort of out of the way. And then Mm. as I was walking towards where you cross over where the tram is, there's, you know, about five car parks that are all saying reserved. And it had, you know, the chairman of Morphville and this person and this person. And it had a printed thing of Mark Bickley. And I thought, mm. oh great, this is gonna I'm gonna cop some stick here. So um every person I saw that day said, Oh, I so see you had the car park out, the, out
1: the park. <laughs> So We have also. eyes and ears everywhere now. Yeah. You can't escape anything. Oh well, I'm glad. And uh actually have a reserve park here at S E N S A too. So that's been taken this morning though. By who? Oh, that doesn't matter. that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've given it to my family so they can go Christmas shopping today. It's fine. Let's get into the sports update because there's plenty of sport floating around. Um, as we mentioned, Courtney Crame is going to join us a little bit later on this morning. Uh, and we're looking forward to talking about the Crows who bounced back from that disappointing result to Brisbane last weekend. Bix, what else is happening in sport?
2: I just have one quick query around uh, when, when Adelaide traded up with GWS to get to pick eight to take uh, Daniel Curtin, they also uh, threw in a future second round Picked. Adelaide had two future second round picks because of the the trade they did with Melbourne with uh, uh, McAdam. So Adelaide didn't have to give away one that they, you know, only one that they had. They had two, so they gave one of those away. Anyway, just clarifying that. You can Uh, make the
1: perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. Let's get into the sports update.
2: Yes. Now the Socceroos are determined to stay focused when they face Palestine in their away World Cup qualifier. Graham Arnold's charges take on Palestine in Kuwait. On Tuesday night local time, which is uh, 12.30 a.m. Wednesday morning, determined to maintain the perfect start to their campaign. The match will be at Jabbar al-Ahmad International Stadium, which was originally uh, scheduled to be held. It was originally scheduled to be held in the West Bank, but it had to be moved due, obviously, to the escalation of violence in that region the Socceroos have announced they will donate a portion of their match fees towards Oxfam's humanitarian efforts in Gaza. So, um, a lot going on over there. Hopefully, Gaza, Gaza's Gaza, Gaza sorry. Is the footy club. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I just realised that when I said it. Um, but hopefully, they can stay focused because there's a lot, lot of stuff going on, and we're talking about the the Socceroos staying focused. How how could the Palestine team imagine what's going on in their world? So for them to be trying to uh, do what they do is quite remarkable, really, when you think about
1: it. Now, I don't want to make light of it, but also the Gazer Footy Club could do with as many donations as possible as well because they uh, certainly need yeah. the money. Um, and, and actually, I'm going to hold on to this right now, but – I was in um, where was I Melbourne for the Socceroos on Thursday night, and uh, something that happened after the game is going to be my nomination for the good stuff a little bit later on. Get on the road faster, thirteen twenty seven twenty seven. It was something that nobody would have seen out. On the ground, on the pitch, it was afterwards, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. So hang on to that one, Mark Bickley.
2: I will. I'll, I'll wait with bated breath. Uh, the other news in uh, football is Australia's first-ever footballing national second tier, which is the NST, will launch as a home-and-away league featuring Preston Lions, South Melbourne, Avondale, API Leichhardt, Marconi Stallions FC, Sydney Olympics, Sydney United 58... Five, eight, I don't know, and Wollongong Wolves as its foundation size. Now, tell us about this and how this is going to work. Jared?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting because there was a couple of Adelaide clubs which put their name forward as well, that they did want to get involved. I think Campbelltown was one of them, I'm pretty sure. But these semi-professional teams, uh, that means that they are one step closer to a place in the A-League men's competition. The thing that I'm querying, and I'd like to get a little bit more info on, and potentially we can have a look at that this week, does that mean if there's promotion and relegation if, say, touch wood, it never happens, Adelaide United finish bottom in 2025, does that mean we will not have a team in the A-League men's competition? Or, with the inclusion of a couple more teams to the original ones in the second tier, will a South Australian team be put in there? I'm not sure, and I don't want to be too negative about it. And I guess that's what happens with football, but when you are in Australia and the way that the country is so spread out, when it comes to our sporting teams, we can't go without a professional team in the A League Men's competition.
2: Yeah, it's it's not quite where it you know where we think about the sort of what happens in the English Premier, League, yeah. For example, so I'm not sure where it gets to. There is talk that in the next couple of years they will add to it, certainly from ten to twelve, and then maybe some more. But um, there's a fair bit of work to do but anyway it's a start it's a start they've got a second tier team uh, or competition going uh, and just finally uh, unfortunately for the redback sam whiteman scored a maiden one day uh, cup century to guide western australia to a four wicket win over the south australia at the wacker ground last night now this was a really close match in re- in reply to south Australia's seven for 279 WA reached the target with just three runs to spare. Whiteman's unbeaten 137 was off 124 balls. Henry Hunt won't like this, but uh, unfortunately he dropped both Richardson and Whiteman in the 47th over. They were both there to the end. And unfortunately it's a missed opportunity for South Australia. Daniel Drew top scored for SA with 84 off 96 balls. while, While Lloyd Pope took three for 59. So a return for Lloyd Pope. And as we mentioned, um, Liam Scott took two for 33 of his 10 overs. He was very good at the start of the innings.
1: Just briefly on Adelaide United as well, Bix, they announced overnight that uh, they have signed a player for the rest of the season. And we talk about grassroots football. Austin Ayubi is a player from Metro Stars. So uh, he's a young player who was at Metro Stars um, who finished top of the uh, NPL here in South Australia this year. And that's a really good story as well. Another indication that um, Carl Viet at Adelaide United are having a look back into South Australia. Australia, if they want to sign talent, so it's a really good indicator. And congratulations to um, Rob Rendy and the whole Metro Stars team that they get a player once again who is representing Adelaide United. Um, a couple of texts coming in on the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. Dracos says, "Just wondering how the Las Vegas Grand Prix can light all the casinos up. Anything, everything lights up. Adelaide hits forty-two degrees and we have a blackout. That's pretty good." <laughs>
2: I liked Verstappen. When they did the launch, he said it was like a circus and we're the clowns in the circus. How about that? That was a bit of a whack, but... Then he won the race, and he was pretty happy. Viva Las Vegas, he was saying.
1: Let's have a listen to the commentary again.
8: Leclerc's going to take second place, but here in Vegas, one the Stamper's in Vegas stays in Vegas.
1: And uh, this one from <laughs> Luke. Good morning, lovers. Um, even though North Melbourne cleaned up in the draft this year, let's just estimate for a laugh when they'll next make the finals. Bix, can you have a think about that? Have a think, yep. all right? I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about it. When we come back, you can give your prediction of when North Melbourne will next make finals. Our sports update uh, is thank you to Brasilia Coffee. You can make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. It is 13 minutes to 7. Next, Bix not only will give his prediction about North Melbourne, but go through the Adelaide Crows and how they fared in the draft.
6: Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today.
0: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's
1: go! Eight minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. We are in Studio Lumo powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Bickley has had no sleep. He's just been partying after the draft last night and celebrating. A heap of players going, not just to the Adelaide Crows, but also a bunch of South Australians being recruited. Three last night and uh, Port Adelaide have their opportunity Um, this week. Mark Bickley and look, the big talking point from the draft wasn't Harley Reid. It wasn't Taylor Goad. um, It wasn't Charlie Edwards, who we'll speak to. It was your facial hair. And uh, more texts coming in, zero four two seven one five four one double six saying, if you have a look at the caption that the Adelaide Crows put on their X or Twitter account last night yep. in regards to the photo that you had, mm-hmm. it says, looks just right. And there's no context to that. So the assumption is they are talking about your facial hair. Yeah,
2: well, that's it. That's the way I took it. You know, Daniel Curtin obviously is there and he's a star or, you know, touted as being the next big thing, but um, maybe they were. But anyway, let's talk about... Can I just ask
1: one question about that photo, sorry, before you talk about the Crows last night. Hmm. Were you standing about 100 metres behind Daniel Curtin, or is he just that big?
2: Well, I hope so. I I think I'm maybe a little bit behind him, but he's he's a big man, 197 centimetres. I I did mistakenly say he was the same size as uh, Sean Rem, but Sean Rem was over 200, I just checked. But 197 is significant. That's probably 6 foot five in the old. Um, so
1: first glance, it looks like he's wearing a and polo shirt as well with the cross curtsy in front of him, <laughs> so <laughs> he, he got double the, drafted.
2: <laughs> well, the other thing that, that you'd notice about him when you stand alongside of him, he's about five x handles across the shoulders. He's, yeah. he played league footy in the waffle last year in their final series. He's a, he's fully developed is what I'm saying. So he can step straight in, uh, if he's good enough. Um, and so when you think about say Max Micheloni last year was able to make that step really quickly it's not beyond the realms of all possibility that, that Daniel Curtin will be able to push up. Remembering that, um, you know, no Tom Duday. there's uh, Nick Murray is still out as well with his knee injury. So there is a need there for a defender. So he's he'll be keen, I'm sure, to put his best foot forward. So he was Adelaide's first pick. He went at pick number eight. Adelaide had to do a deal with uh, the GWS Giants to be able to uh, facilitate that deal. They swapped their picks, 11 and 15. They got Uh, 11, 15 and one of their second round picks next year. And in return, they got back eight and 15. And with pick eight, they they took Daniel Curtin from WA. So he's 197 centimetres. I mentioned that 95 kilos. uh, Plays in defence. Has played forward as a youngster as well. And also has had a run through the midfield. So that shows how versatile he is. With their second pick, Adelaide took... A young man by the name of uh, Charlie Edwards. I'm just trying to find uh, where he was taken with pick 21 over the overall. After all the the matching of bids and father son so he's 191 centimeters, 85 kilos. Played with the, uh, the the Sandringham Dragons. He is a really eye-catching player. He's a he's a nice kick. Like I say, plays through the midfield. He's 191 centimeters. That's a it's a really good size. That's the same size as around Brody Smith. So it's six foot three probably um, and he, he basically said he's a realist he said I know I'm not going to walk straight into Adelaide's midfield he's played across half back as well so he can play half back and then with the eye of potentially moving through the middle but some of his highlights are really nice he, he gets on the end of the play kicks it really well got a, a turn of foot as well so when you think about Adelaide's needs through the midfield a bit more size someone who's classy can use the ball particularly ahead of centre so that's a, a really good pick and the final pick that Adelaide had. Um, they had picked 27 and they used that on Oscar Ryan, who is a, a 187 centimetre running defender as well. So a bit of rebound off halfback. Once again, 187 is that really nice size. It's, um, you know, six foot two, so you can play tall and small. And like I said, runs and rebounds and carries off halfback, uses the ball well. So... Bit of the prototype of a lot of the halfbacks that are playing sort of at the moment. You've got to be a reasonably good size. You've got to have some speed and you've got to be able to use the ball. So Adelaide filled a number of needs there. And just quickly, the other South Australians that went on the night were um, uh, Will McCabe was the first one picked. He went at pick, I'm just looking here, pick 19, Will McCabe. So he went to Hawthorne as a father-son. Taylor Gobe went at pick 20. He went to North Melbourne. And then Ashton Moyer was the last pick of the night. He went at pick 29 and he ended up at Carlton.
1: All right, let's have a listen to Dan Curtin, who seemed to be quite surprised that he was going to Adelaide where uh, their pick swap kind of shook up the draft last night. This is what he had to say.
7: With pick eight, Adelaide select Daniel Curtin from Claremont and the West Coast Junior Football Club. Daniel, Mickey Ablett just said on the coverage, uh, you're a steal. Perth boy, you go going to the Crows. Did you have any inkling that it was going to be the Adelaide Crows tonight?
3: Uh, no, not at all. Didn't, um, yeah, big surprise, but it would have been with anyone else as well, so yeah.
7: What about you? You had an incredible year with Claremont. You, you played in the seniors at Waffle. That's got to be a great experience going into your first season next year.
3: Yeah, no, um, it was absolutely awesome. And to um, win the premiership with all my mates at Colts was, um, yeah, great. And the experience playing the league footy was awesome too.
7: Had that feel winning the uh, under-19 premiership with your mates there and Obviously, you're moving on to the big league.
3: Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Um, it was a great experience and, yeah, very fortunate for it. So
7: who do you model your game on? Uh, you can go forward, you can go back. You got a bit of Pav about you being the WA boy?
3: Yeah, no, um, yeah, someone like Pav, just versatility across a lot of positions, something that i um, yeah definitely like to be compared to, yeah.
7: Well, oh, Dan, congratulations, mate. You're now a crow. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: So there were a few Yanars yeah, in there, and that's okay because it was his first interview. Um, now, Bix, I had a couple of questions for you. He yep. was surprised... Um, do you think the Crows were surprised that he lasted that long? Because from listening to all of the experts leading up to uh, this draft, the conversation was West Coast might not even try and get Harley Reid because they love this Dan Curtin kid Mm -hmm. so much. So the fact he slipped down to eight was great. And does that then throw up the Crows mentality when it comes to how they were trying to recruit? Because... Obviously, if you look at the needs basis, and we were talking about this, they were looking for midfielders as well. But when someone like him pops up, there you go.
2: Yeah, look, I think they had they have so many contingencies. I was really lucky to be sort of – I wasn't in any of the the real meetings that were going on behind closed doors, but I was sort of around the Adelaide. Uh, I was in their offices in Melbourne for part of the day, and and you're just sort of taking it in. And they were, they were so many contingencies around, you know, if this player's here, and I think this was one of them, obviously, that – if, if Daniel Curtin was there at, at seven? Because all the picks before that, whilst you can try and package up your picks to get lower down the draft, someone's got to want to give it up. So you've got to find someone that had a pick, at you know, like GWS at seven, that maybe had their eye on another player that, that was going to still be there a little bit later on in the draft. So you had to get agreement from them and then you had to wait and see if he was still there and they're able to do that. But early in the day, they were saying that, the West Coast had offered GWS their first round pick next year, which many people think will be pick number one. So mm. they were they were wondering whether GWS would take them or whether they could do enough to be able to get that pick.
1: We will talk more about that after the news. Also coming up, the top five things Mark Bickley learned from the weekend. We are here thanks to Ty Power, your family first, and everyone's talking about Morn Team. If you want to get involved in the show, you can text us 427 154 166. It's SENSA
6: on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a
0: vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared
1: Walsh. Are
5: you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two
1: minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, If you haven't done any of your Christmas shopping yet, you can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale which is on now. If you've just tuned in a big night for Adelaide at the draft last night, we're going to be speaking to one of their new recruits, Charlie Edwards at eight o'clock this morning from the AFLW Courtney Cramie, a good weekend for Adelaide uh, that make their way into potentially um, another grand final. If they get the job done this weekend, Bix. And of course we have on the mark very soon. The talkback line is one 736 736 You can call anytime and, There's always been feedback about how you presented yourself last night. Bix, um, (laughs) any more feedback coming through? What did your family think last night? Because you're over in Melbourne at the moment.
2: Yeah, I'm over in Melbourne. No, no, it was all good. I, I The family don't give me much sort of feedback on my physical appearance. I just, I check with my son when I sort of said, what do you reckon, can I wear this jacket? He said, yeah, that looks all right. So
1: Let me go through some of my ratings, okay? So okay. Nick Natanui last night with Harley Reid wearing just a black shirt, very kind of smart casual, but Nick Nat can get away with anything. So I'm going to exactly. say yeah. seven out of ten. We go down and see Mark Bickley presenting the North Melbourne jersey to Colby McEacher. Oh, no, that's Brent Harvey, sorry. Um <laughs> Brent Harvey, if you have a look at what he's wearing, he's taken a risk and he's gone for the grey kind of tight shirt. However, the air conditioner wasn't on at Marvel last night because you can see aggressive sweat patches under (laughs) Boomer's arms. You're you're very critical. I think it's important. This is my role here to analyse this stuff. So I would have said Boomer with his tight biceps would have been an 8 But the shirt's too tight, meaning that the sweat comes through more. So I'm going to take him down to a six and a half. Then we go through to, I I think, is that Michael Tuck presenting Nick Watson? Um, Michael Tuck uh, looks like, well, he, he looks like he's living on the farm. And that's okay. He's wearing jeans with a nice casual shirt. His hair's doing plenty. I would say he's comfortable in his own skin. He's one of the greatest players of all time. So I'm going to give him a seven and a half. Yep. We get down to Mark Bickley, who um, looks like he's just jumped off a ride at the polo, and he's got the goatee on. But I'm going to say you're an eight, so you're winning at the moment. Oh, great. Damien Hardwick has worn the Gold Coast polo, which I believe must be in his employment agreement that he has to wear branding as much as possible. So he's a five. Phil Davis. Now, Phil Davis. Yeah. Phil Davis uh, is a fashionable guy. I'm not sure if his glasses are prescription or not, or whether they are lensless. No,
2: no, they're prescription.
1: He is presenting the Jersey, uh, the Guernsey, to uh, Phoenix Gothard, the greatest name in the uh, draft last night. Phil looks like he has just walked off Wall Street, and mm. he's gone before going to after draft drinks. He needs to go and present to the Guernsey. I'm going to give Phil Davis an eight. Mm. Robert I'm Harvey. Good.
2: Yeah, halves.
1: To Darcy Wilson. Yeah. Nine.
2: Robert Harvey, yeah. Robert
1: Harvey, nine. He's got the Chino and the Navy suit jacket on. Mm. So your top three by far.
2: Oh, okay. I'm on the dais. Nah, well, that was the good part. There has a good chance to catch up with a few of those people. Phil Davis uh, had a good chat with Phil and um, Damien Hardwick settling in nicely up on the Gold Coast, and they start training on Monday, as Adelaide do. So a little bit going on uh, around the place, but most people are pretty buoyant. It's like Christmas Day. You unwrap your presents, uh, and everything looks fantastic. Everyone got what they wanted. So everyone's happy right now, and we'll just wait and see what it looks like in three or four months' time.
1: Well, it seems like uh, last night the, the Crows got a surprise present from um, the AFL. Well, they got a surprise present from GWS because they ended up with Dan Curtin, which they are really happy with. So that's wonderful. You know what? Let's find out what you learned on the weekend.
0: One, two, three, four, five. Mark Bickley's Five Things I Learned.
2: Can I just say, uh, love the the... ICC World Cup, sat up uh, at night, watched it. We, I know it's a little bit um, old news now because everyone sort of... I, I'm sure they've uh, replayed it and they've reminisced about it and talked about it, but it's the first time we get a chance to talk about it. But that win was as good as any win that Australia have had in the World Cup. And and I think it's as good as any representative win. Um, you know, I know the, the Matildas had that penalty shootout, but I think this... The scale of this away from home in front of 120,000, you know, just rabid fans. The, the, the noise was just unbelievable and it was such a great atmosphere. But to produce the game they produced, the fielding was outstanding, the catching was outstanding. And then their sort of backs against the wall and Travis Head, what a marvellous Sort of innings he played really well, supported by Marnus Labuschagne. But just thought it would, played almost the perfect game. So just I just think that was the the number one thing I learned across the weekend. Best performance by a, an Australian representative team, and Australia's best ever World Cup win.
1: Well, what about this though? And I found out this afterwards, Mark Bickley, after doing a bit of listening to some of the post match yesterday in the city in which uh, the venue was in, so in uh, Amadabad.
2: Yeah, Ahmedabad.
1: It's dry. So the Australian players had to celebrate with soda waters. Really? So, yes, it's dry there, so they weren't allowed to consume alcohol. That would have been fun. So I had to listen to a couple of people in the change rooms and they were saying, yep, they're just celebrating with soda waters at the moment. So they had to get out of there to have a few drinks and celebrate. So a little bit of a fun fact for you after the, uh, the Aussies win.
2: Pretty sure they would have found somewhere to have a, have a drink. That would be the uh, the Aussie way. So, they, like I said, they would have sort of got somewhere or found the place to uh, celebrate and probably still celebrating as we speak. But the second thing I learned across the weekend, Travis Head, how good has his tournament been now? When he had that broken hand and they picked him in the squad, some people questioned whether, you know, is it is it smart to bring him back in? He's not going to have done a whole lot of batting. He, I think he's first game back, he made a century after having three hits in the nets, it's been quite remarkable but man of the match in the semi-final man of the match in the final just so remarkable in difficult conditions and um, yeah, it was just absolutely unbelievable let's have a listen
4: He's probably the unluckiest man in the world um, <laughs> yeah, again, it's yeah something that I worked hard on, um, Yeah, I couldn't imagine getting 100, couldn't imagine probably holding on to that one um, again, nice to hold on to something that's important and uh, you want to look after your teammates, you want to contribute um, to be able to do that uh, on, on a big stage in front of a full house under all that pressure is, is a nice thing to, that I'll be able to look back on later in my life.
2: And then he was talking about there that catch he took to dismissing Coley and just uh, there was so much noise and so much atmosphere. Then Coley got out and you could hear a pin drop. It was just quite remarkable. And even when Travis Head was batting and, and hitting big sixes and hit one that was 125 metres, it was phenomenal.
1: He caught Sharma as well. Not Coley. Sha- oh Sharma, Sharma.
2: Well, sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. But that's okay. Probably more more important. Yeah, um, yeah I think Cummins got uh, got Coley yep. up at. What, what the other part about this that I learn across the weekend, it's a good time for Travis Head to be nominating for the IPL, isn't it? Because <laughs> yes. he, he didn't play last year, but he is as hot as any cricketer right now. And to do it in India, every Indian team who supports an IPL team will be saying, let's get Travis Head. So that's the second thing I, I learn across the weekend. The third thing I learned is the 36ers. I think backs to the wall again uh, under all sorts of pressure. The coach is feeling the heat. They're able to find a way. And I'm keen to think or hear your thoughts, Jared, on on the win. That's a pretty gutsy performance.
1: I've never seen a game of two halves like that, Mark Bickley. 18 points
2: behind, were they? 18
1: points at halftime. That first half uh, was probably the most dissatisfied I've been with an Adelaide 36s team before because – both teams were really poor. It were, it, it. just seemed really um, calm and relaxed, lack of effort, where the 36ers would try their best to get a bucket and Southeast Melbourne would run up the other end and score really easily. And it, it brought back memories of one of our first home games of the season where they got pumped by the Phoenix. So to do that and turn around and to see what. Um, DJ Vasilievich has been able to do, I think he brings a bit of mongrel to the team too and a bit of passion that they have been lacking. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, Now they have to back it up because every win is vital now. So to win at home is really important, but to win on the road, crucially important. They've got a couple of weekends off now because of the FIBA break because they've got an international um, schedule. So hopefully they can have a bit of reflection and get Trey Kell back into the side.
2: Mm, Yeah, so it was was really well done, as you said, all of the, the stuff. But 18 points down, as you said, with a, I guess, a dissatisfied supporter group looking at that and saying, where to from here? What is going to happen? And then yep. to be able to fight back was just absolutely outstanding. So well done to uh, the 36ers and CJ Bruton. Fourth thing I learned across the weekend, well, sort of across the weekend, but it was sort of first chance for us to talk about it. AFL draw, both Crows and Power. Like, they've got uh, great... Uh, commercial draws lots of big opportunities to, to showcase standalone games standalone time slots Adelaide with six Thursday and Friday games there's a Thursday night showdown there's gather round again Port Adelaide get a standalone gather round game on a Friday night which is fabulous that's uh, prime time for both the local te- teams which is outstanding for them and gives them every chance to showcase what they can do mm-hmm. and the, and the final thing across the weekend that I learned was the AFLW a number of upsets again, but I think from my point of view, sanity prevailed and, and Adelaide uh, just showed they were a class above Sydney. They just absolutely blew them off the park. Sydney couldn't have tried any harder, their coach said as much, but Adelaide just too classy, too many good players. And it now sets up big match. Adelaide now play North Melbourne in Melbourne this weekend. But the big upset was Melbourne, who were very good all year and it has been one of the big top four. They got upset by Geelong. So Geelong are going to take on Brisbane. So I think Brisbane end up winning that. So I think the grand final will be in Brisbane this year against either Crows or North So Let's hope the Crows girls can get it done.
1: Thank you, Mark Bickley. What do you want to add to the five things you learned from the weekend? 0427154166. Next, we get into our nominations of The Good Stuff.
6: Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today.
0: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: 19 minutes past 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Texts flying in on 0427154166 about... Mark Bickley's fashion last night and his facial hair. We will get to them before the 7.30 news this morning. As we mentioned, we are going to be speaking to Crow's AFLW assistant and former player in Courtney Cramey to talk about um, their preparations for North Melbourne this weekend, hoping to make another AFLW grand final. And Crow's new recruit, Charlie Edwards, will speak to at 8 o'clock this morning. So if you want us to ask anything on your behalf, send in the text 0427 154 166. had a text message before the good stuff?
2: Yes, this is from Daniel, who said, Come on, Walsh, you're correcting Bix, saying he got Sharma, not Coley. Go back and listen to the tape. Bix was right. Took the catch, then Vera got out, then you could hear a pin drop.
1: Oh. Hmm. Oh, so what Daniel's saying is that you you didn't say that. The, well, he, he caught Oh, Coley. you're saying, oh, okay, all right. So I'll just go back to the tape.
2: And know he was talking about there, that catch he took, to dismissing Coley and...
1: Oh. Oh, sorry. Come on, Daniel. Just went back you're to... to help, you're Come on, to help Daniel! Jeez, that <laughs> makes me feel good. Here's the good stuff.
0: <laughs> well, I thought I was going to be uh, vindicated. No, sorry.
1: I just take little wins here, Mark Bickley. They are little wins. And when I can stump you is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. then when I get a bit of feedback on the text line and I can then feed it right back, it's good. Um, Look, my nomination for the good stuff today, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. You can get on the road faster, 13-27-27. Um, One of the things I noticed at Amy Park on Thursday night after the Socceroos defeated Bangladesh uh, 7-0, it was amazing to watch the football, but more amazing afterwards, Bix, was to stand in the players' race right outside the change rooms um and it's something I haven't seen before the Bangladeshi players waiting outside the Australia locker room to meet the Australian players and Mm. the joy on their faces to see some of these players that have probably never traveled to Australia before let alone you know being on an airplane um them waiting to meet Harry Souter, One of the guys that I was standing next to was almost in tears when he got the opportunity to meet Craig Goodwin. And it was amazing. And I, I would compare that to the Australian players standing outside the mm. Argentina locker room to meet Leo Messi. Like these are, are heroes an opportunity that they had to play against. And it made me feel really good just to have the exchange of a shirt or a photo with them to see how happy they were. I've never seen a team so happy to lose seven 0 and they got to meet the Australian players, which is wonderful. And I think sport and football does this. It, it brings people together, and I absolutely loved it. So that is my nomination. What I want you to do is hold on to yours, because I know you've got a story from the draft last night. Yes. And if you have any nominations for the good stuff, 0427 154 166 we will get yours next.
6: Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au, Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today.
0: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27
1: minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast on the mark in a few moments' time. Now, Bix, we are right in the middle of the good stuff at the moment. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable, budget car and truck rental, uh, Daniel on 0427154166. Oh, no. You got me good, Walsh. apologies. I have too much faith in the pride of South Australia. Daniel, there's just love between us, mate, and we are all good. And to be honest with you, because we've only got um, just over a week left of SENSA breakfast for 2023, Daniel's been with us from day one, and we are... Very grateful for that and everybody who chooses to listen to us. So thank you, Daniel. We take the good with the bad, but right now we're focusing on the good stuff. What do you got from draft night, Bix?
2: Uh, there's this great um, little moment that happened last night. Uh, when, when it got to Geelong's pick at pick number 11, they took a young man by the name of Connor O'Sullivan. Now, Connor O'Sullivan was from the um, Murray Br- Bush Rangers, Albury Murray Bush Rangers. So his name was read out. The table right alongside of us, they all erupted. So he had his uh, Murray Bush Rangers top on. He had about 10 mates there. One of those mates was a guy called Phoenix Gothard. Yep. Now, Phoenix was just in casual clothes. He'd come along to support Connor. So they're all having a great time. And Connor was presented uh, his Guernsey and he was uh, talking to someone from Geelong. The very next pick was GWS. GWS called out Phoenix Gothard. And mm. he... And that's when there was this massive eruption. They couldn't believe it. So all of a sudden, he's there in these casual clothes, and he didn't have his Murray Bush Rangers top on. So Connor O'Sullivan, he had a Geelong Guernsey. So he took his Murray Bush Rangers top off, put on the Geelong Guernsey, so that Phoenix Gothard could have the Murray Bush Rangers top and get presented. His GWS Guernsey by Phil Davis. It was a great moment. And he looks
1: like he's in shock as well. We mentioned the photo he had with Phil Davis. I'm looking at it right now. He just looks like a little fanboy who's gone, oh, what'd you do tonight? Well, I went to the draft and coincidentally just accidentally got drafted. <laughs> got drafted here exactly. right <laughs> so he's a name that we won't forget. Also the best name of the draft as well. Phoenix Gothard. We're going to be speaking to another good name. Charlie Edwards at 8 o'clock this morning. Also not too far away. Courtney Cramie from the Crows. Your text messages: 427 154 Double six, Plenty more still to come on SENSA. Next, it is On The Mark. We're going for 24 degrees today. Back after the news. Built for tomorrow,
0: that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready?
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: 27 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast on this Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm in studio Lumo at the moment, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Mark Bickley is in Melbourne after doing a brilliant job last night at the uh, AFL Draft presenting Guernseys and just schmoozing with people. Who was the best conversation you had with last night, Mark Bickley? Because you, you got to, as you said, it was like a reunion last night with a lot of people. So who did you spend the most time um, with? Oh,
2: well, I'd probably Phil Davis. I probably sp- had a good chat with Phil because I've stayed in touch with Phil since he played at Adelaide. So he's a good friend. Um, once again, just nice opportunities to speak with Michael Tuck and Robert Harvey and Boomer, Harvey, and uh, Damien Hardwick. Any more names you want me to drop?
1: No, I want you to drop heaps of names. We caught up with
2: um, Simon Goodwin and chatted to him about his sort of tumultuous uh, last couple of weeks. But he's in good spirits, so he was great.
1: What about Daniel's text? Imagine getting picked up by North, pick three and seeming Boomer, give the Guernsey to pick two, and then you get your Guernsey from Michael Ferrito. I mean, that's. that's I mean, yeah, but it's funny. You can say that. That's, that's funny, isn't
2: it? I had a good chat with Mike. He had his two boys there. They were jumping around in the back of all the uh, the film crews trying to get on TV. Brett Kirk was there. So, David Neitz. I did an Irish tour with David Neitz, uh, and he's uh, a really good bloke. So, he's just starting a brewery. Can you believe that? He's got a micro brewery there. Uh, Producing about 15 or 16 beers. So lots of good stuff going on and finding out about people.
1: 0427154166. Josh from Aldinger Beach says, I bet Bix had an SEN issue shirt on under that jacket. Um, Lance in paradise. Good listening to the GQ men's fashion hour this morning. <laughs> Looking forward to the latest info on hair product. I, I can't help you with that. And dating tips for the modern man. That's very good. <laughs> See, this is all good stuff, mate. The, the Dating tips. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> can i read one yeah uh, lauren
2: from mitchell Park sent a very nice text message she said good morning walshie and bix walshie i met you at the sixes game on friday night can you remember lauren absolutely
1: oh. i can remember lauren yeah
2: okay so she said that um i love the show i've listened to the podcast every day since show one you both brighten up my day at work with your banter the shout out for DJ on Friday night it was fantastic and I hope you felt the love of the crowd. They'll always be a legend to us. Tell us about that moment.
1: Okay, so uh, first of all, I was walking up to um, see my family because my my young daughters were at the the game on Friday night and it was wonderful. And I'm walking up there and then I heard this Hey Jared and I've turned to my left and there was lovely Lauren who was wearing a 36ers jersey and she said I just wanted to say I really enjoy listening to you and Bix on SEN. And I was just taken aback that we had one listener. So I was really impressed with that, first of all. And she said she listens to the podcast. So she hears probably the the adults Unfunders, only stuff yeah. we talk about at the start. But it was lovely. And that kind of feedback, we live in a world where everybody just tells you how crap you are at everything. But for mm-hmm. someone to actually take the time to do that, um, Lauren, thank you so much. And I'm glad you text this morning. As well. Um, and you mentioned Daniel Johnson. So we did make sure that we mentioned that he was there uh, on the the court. He almost really broke our hearts because he hit a couple of three pointers and played pretty well off the bench for the Phoenix. But it was the other DJ playing for the 36ers who yeah. managed to get the job done. But Lauren, thank you. We'll be in touch and I'm going to give you that Signet uh, Boost power bank that will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. You can have that. Um, we appreciate that kind of stuff because we love we love doing this show, don't we, Bix? We've done like yeah. about 106 shows now, and it's—I'm um, not going to do a count every morning, publicly—but <laughs> I think it's good. It's no, we know it's nice because usually it we get bad feedback about. No,
2: no, it's all good. And um, she said she—she she goes on to say it's a long email, a uh, long text—but she says she loves you doing the perfect pair. Uh, And then she says that I played for the wrong footy team, but she doesn't mind me as well. So that's nice. Thank you, Lauren. We appreciate the
1: feedback. Another text. What does it say about SA footy when one local club in Queensland, Palm Beach, had as many players drafted as the whole of South Australia? (laughs) (laughs) That's another good text. All right. And that potentially could be on the mark. Look
5: at the dogs on the mark. Spaghetti
1: like on the mark. Probably man stuff on the mark.
5: Every good side has a good captain. Mark Bickley.
1: Here we go, Mark Bickley.
2: Okay, I'm ready to go.
1: Travis Head is the Australian cricket team's most valuable player.
2: Oh, on the mark, for sure. I just thought uh, he's been phenomenal. See, it, it, there's almost that turning point where he got dropped in the first test in India, whatever that was, 18 months ago. I don't know, give or take a couple of months. But from that moment on, he's just been – he's played with freedom. He's a, he's a game changer. He can score quickly, and he's just been phenomenal. So uh, – Yep, right now, most definitely.
1: Richmond should sign Alex Rance to their rookie list.
2: Do you want to repeat that?
1: Richmond should sign Alex Rance to their rookie list. Do
2: you want to have another go at it? Richmond. <laughs> Doesn't he play for, isn't he coaching at the Gold
1: Coast? The Gold, Gold Coast <laughs> should sign Alex Rance. <laughs>
2: I gave you a couple of chances, mate. I gave you some chances.
1: <laughs> no, wait. Wait, is that the, – the, no, Richmond should sign no. Alex – is that off the mark? The Gold Coast yeah. should sign Alex Rance.
2: No, um, <laughs> that's off the mark. I, look, at the moment, he's only part-time. He, he's doing uh, two days a week, I think, uh, and I think that suits where he's at. He's one of these guys that doesn't live and breathe footy, and you know that's why he retired, pretty much at the peak of his powers, uh, when he could have still played a bit longer. He's come back because he loves the culture, he loves the leadership side of it. He's happy to give two days a week. I'm just not sure if you said to him, "Ah, oh, look, there's a chance you might be able to play. You're fit enough to play, but you got to train five days a week. It just wouldn't happen."
1: He's 34. I reckon they should do it. I reckon he'd be handy. But it's not no. about me. Teams going to say, "I'm the Jared." Is it? <laughs> Teams bidding for recruits in the draft is a waste of time knowing the bid will be matched. Mm.
2: It's an interesting one, this one. I Look, I think it's off the mark because what you are doing is you are forcing a team to pay market value. So if you don't bid and it just gets further and further and further down the draft, then that, that, that team, let's say Hawthorne, with Will McCabe, let's say no one bids because they say, oh, Hawthorne are going to match anyway. They end up getting him for, for pick 40 or pick 30, where he really is a first-round But pick, who cares?
1: So. Isn't isn't that then like they're, they're worried more about what other teams would do apart from what they're doing?
2: Well, what you're saying is it, it's bringing integrity to the draft. So you're saying we want him. Adelaide wanted to take him, or I think North Melbourne bid on him or St Kilda or whoever it was. We are happy to take him because he's still there and we think in our order he's there. And so that forces Hawthorne to pay market value for him. So that's the way it works. Now, the draft could and I think should change because you look at Gold Coast Suns last night. They had three first-round picks, right, from their academy. What people are suggesting that should happen is you can't – so Gold Coast traded away all their high picks – So they got all these points, so the points can pay for these young men. Um, What some people are suggesting is you have to have a pick in the round of the draft that you're taking the player. So, for example, Jeb Walter, he's a first-round pick. You can't use pick 35, 36, 38, 41, 52, 55. You have to have a first-round pick to get Jeb Walter. Now, if you then want to get – who was the next guy? Ethan Sharp or someone – And he's in the first round as well. Well, guess what, Gold Coast? You have to have another first round pick to grab him as well. So you either have to bring your future pick forward, you have to trade a player away to get another first round pick, but you can't just pick up three first round picks with a conglomeration of points that you've just been able to amass.
1: All right, let's keep on going. We've got to uh, skip through these ones as fast as we can. Uh, India are the world champs of something inflating attendance numbers. They said 120,000 were at Narendra Modi, but there were 92,453.
2: Yeah, marking them with a fork as they walk. You know, <laughs>
1: right? um, Four at a time. If all of the kids are decent, North Melbourne could be building to multiple flags.
2: Uh, off the mark. They they they're never all decent, and and what what we know is they've probably got six midfielders. They can't all play. So what they're hoping is you take six really good ones, and you'll get depth, and you'll get three crackers probably.
1: Off the top of your head, because we didn't answer it before, when are they playing finals?
2: I think three years still away.
1: The Redbacks are winless in the Marsh Cup, but the Shield is more important.
2: On the mark, most definitely. And been a bit stiff. They've been close in all of their games, been in all of their games, but haven't won any.
1: The Aussies winning was Australia's greatest ever cricket win.
2: Greatest ever cricket. I'm happy to say it's the greatest ever cricket World Cup win. I think there's probably been better... There's other wins. There's other wins in tests and Mm -hmm. other things, I think. So that's off the mark.
1: Mark Bickley believes he's being fashionable with his newly aggressive facial hair. Off the mark. The Adelaide 36 is coming back from 18 points at halftime on the weekend, has saved CJ Bruton's coaching career for another week.
2: (laughs) Um, I can't say this with any certainty, but it it certainly helps. (laughs) I wouldn't have liked to have been in his shoes if they had another half like the first and they lost by 36. That could have been very
1: ugly. For anyone bagging the Crows recruiters, they'd look a little bit silly now after the incredible draft night.
2: Um, The the proof's still in the pudding. Uh, And you don't have to go back very far. Go back and look after they drafted Fisher-Mackesee, and I bet you they were happy with what they did. Everyone's happy on draft night, but... The proof will always be in the pudding. So I, I never go too early on celebrating draft picks.
1: Pudding is overrated.
2: <laughs> on the mark.
1: Um, Port Adelaide's recruiting staff shouldn't invoice for the draft.
2: <laughs> uh, actually, we sort of walked past Robbie Gray and, and uh, some of the other West Port off. Adelaide guys that were there. Yeah. No, I didn't see Justin, but um, yeah, they, they got one pick. I think it's in the 60s. It may come in a little bit. So uh, they're they're hoping they get it right because otherwise it's uh, it's going to be a long time between drinks.
1: Harley Reed will win West Coast's Best and fairest next year. Off the mark. Uh, this is a listener nomination, actually, the very last one. This is from Josh from Aldinga Beach. Daniel Curtin's nickname should be Rod.
2: <laughs> Love it. I'm going to send it. I'll send that the text right now because he's generally the the nickname guy. If he gives someone a nickname, it generally sticks. So. Rod Curtin. I
1: like it. On the mark? On the mark. Very good addition. Thanks for your contribution. Next, we will head to West Lakes. Uh, We've got a bit of a a Crow's flavour coming up over the next 30 minutes. Charlie Edwards, not too far away, but we'll speak to Courtney Cramey from the AFLW next.
6: Tyre Power. Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for
0: tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you
5: ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: At 10 minutes to 8 on SEN Breakfast. All things Adelaide Crows at the moment. Just after 8 o'clock, we're speaking to new recruits heading to Westlake's Charlie Edwards and right now Mark Bickley, a successful Full weekend and bounce back for Adelaide defeating Sydney who had the mantra of why not us and the Crows quickly put that to bed uh, winning by 11 goals over the weekend. A brilliant result and uh, part of their coaching staff a brilliant representative of that team is Courtney Cramey. Good morning to you Courtney. Now before we get into the AFLW have you had a chance to see Mark Bickley in his facial hair with the presentation last night to the Crow as new recruits? <laughs>
8: Morning Walshie, morning Dix. Yeah, yeah very yes. careful uh, here, wrapping it, <laughs> it very well, Dix. Uh, no, it's <laughs> nice to get some, some young lads and uh, very talented lads to the Crows last night through the draft. Mm, yeah, it looks that way.
2: Hey, Courtney, congratulations on the weekend because it's always difficult when you lose that first week of the finals and, and the pressure builds. Uh, did you take a theme into the, the game against Sydney? What was the messaging you gave the girls before they went out there?
8: Yeah, it was um, definitely great to come up against a side that we've actually never competed against. Sydney, obviously, mm. being a new team to the competition and, you know, it, there's always a bit of nerves around that, uh, particularly a final two and, and not knowing your opponents so well having played them. But, yeah, look, Sydney, were a rising side and, and definitely brought a lot of pressure. So it was just about uh, making sure that we could absorb that pressure and, and bring our own um, into the game. And, and the girls did that. their credit for four quarters which is um something that we've been pushing for for a long time in the lead up to this match
2: well anne hatchard i know she's been playing under you know a little bit of duress this for a lot of the year but she was just phenomenal on the weekend the way she uh, 37 disposals the most of any player in a final what a performance in a big game
8: yeah she was amazing i mean um, she just has great capabilities to to cover the ground and um, look. That's built off a, a number of pre seasons and and hard work from her. But yeah, to be able to finish off some of her work up forward uh, with a couple of goals as well was really pleasing to the team.
1: Is it a, a little bit of unknown when you go up against a team like Sydney Courtney where the, I guess all of the talk around the country was that mantra of the "the why not us? We saw that in the men's competition in 2023 with GWS where they basically, uh, they couldn't lose. They could win fans of the nation and ultimately it was up to them to see what happened after that. But with that unknown comes a little bit of trepidation too.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know that they're, they're coached really well by Scott Gowans and, you know, what he's been able to do in a short amount of time is, has been really significant with the group. And, I mean, to the bottom of the ladder to then play finals the next season was a, you know, a big effort from them. But, yeah, I mean, we, we don't focus too much on the opposition as such. I mean, you've got to go about your own business and make sure your own backyard's in order. And um, to the girls' credit, um, we were able to just execute on the day and um, everything that we had trained during the weeks. So it was a really big leading effort. Um, and like I said to be able to execute four quarters of, of solid pressure across the course was really exciting.
1: So what were some of those focus points? And I guess more uh, philosophically, and I know that Doc Clark is is like that. Um, what did you learn about yourselves after the loss leading into that game that helped you defeat the Swans?
8: Yeah. I mean, our contested ball is, is something we really pr- pride ourselves on and that, and that, you know, that tackle pressure and pressure points. So, To be able to execute that, as I said, um, for a long time was was great and to continue to do that. Um, But I suppose also, yeah, just being able to see some of the girls get some of their rhythm um, throughout those four quarters and, you know, the likes of Zoe Prash, she's been huge for us down back and um, always standing up. So, yeah, it was really pleasing to see some of the girls um, get some consistency as well.
2: Now, Courtney, you take your game on the road after being at home for the last couple of weeks. Uh, North Melbourne, they're going to present a big challenge. They'll be chock block, full of confidence after their win. They've had a week's break. Are you looking forward to the challenge of of having a crack at them?
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're coming off some great form, having knocked off the reigning premiers. Um, Melbourne um, quite significantly the week before, and... You know, we only came up against them a couple of weeks ago too and were able to get the chocolates that day by a few points. Um, but there's no doubt they're, they're a fantastic team. So they're so definitely going to be a battle of the midfield. I mean, they have some great stars in, in Jasmine Garner and mm. Emma King and Gemma Bruton and Ashred but but uh, likewise, so do we. Um, Anne Hatchard and Emily, Ebony Marinoff are having pretty good outstanding seasons themselves. So it's going to be, yeah, a great battle in the midfield.
1: Talk to us about Anne Hatchard. I mean, she just keeps getting better and better. But when it comes to to finals times, the true champions really stand up. And she was absolutely outstanding on the weekend. you're hoping for another performance like that.
8: Yeah, if she can back that up, that would be quite good for the team. But, no, Anne's an amazing competitor. And, obviously, she puts in a lot of hard work. And it's it's nice just to see her get some reward for effort. I mean, she's been announced as uh, part of the All-Australian squad, uh, again this year and, and something she's been able to do in past years and you know a champion of our club and just to see her execute on game day is really really pleasing and I have no doubt she'll um, she'll be able to back that up she's just a fantastic player
2: and just a quick one on Melbourne that was a, a bit of a shock wasn't it uh, Geelong just blew them out of the water in the the first three quarters they came back strong but they just couldn't quite get there but for them to go out in straight sets that's a big surprise
8: yeah, yeah. I mean, Melbourne are a really fantastic side and it is hard to back up premierships and, um, you know, they were formidable last year and um, obviously went about their business this year in, in, a same, in the same manner. And, you know, Geelong were able just to bring the heat and the pressure and likewise um, North Melbourne the week before and um, to be able to handle that at AFLW level and, and still be able to execute skill and, and, you know, build off your offense is... It's hard to do when the pressure's hot. So, um, yeah, they just weren't able to, um, you know, to weather that against Geelong. And to Geelong's credit, they've uh, made a prelim final, which is the first time in their history. So um, it's an exciting final series coming up.
1: Now, Courtney, we know you're not going to uh, lie to us here. You need to be completely honest. And we're (laughs) watching the match and it's in the third quarter. And right in the goal square, there was a stoppage and Daniel Ponte kicks a goal off a tap. And it looks like it was accidental. Has she claimed this as intentional or is this something that you have been practicing during the week? Because that is one of the more unusual goals that I've seen, but sometimes these things just happen.
8: We actually had a closer look at it last night and um, tried to work it out, but we were more enthused by the the crowd. There was a little girl in the crowd behind and her face said it all. It was just shock and Yeah, she was really excited by it, but no, Danielle Ponte is definitely a special player, and um, she's always got some tricks in her book. Um, She hasn't quite given me the full full spill on whether it was intentional or not yet.
2: (laughs) Well, you put yourself in that position, Courtney. You get the the rewards. But um, we uh, we love the fight back last week. It's a it's a huge match for uh, for Adelaide this week. You go away from home. You take on North Melbourne, who are well rested, well prepared. So we wish you all the best, and we hope you can extend your season
8: by another week again. Thanks, Bix. Thanks, Walshi. Appreciate your time.
1: Courtney Kramer joining us there from the Adelaide Crows, who hopefully, as you said, Bix, they can win and then make another grand final. Just before we head to the news, a few texts coming in zero four two seven one five four one double six. Michael found it interesting that Adelaide picked up a kid that was expected to go up 56 with pick 27. I'm not sure expected if he had any. Expected by whom? That's true. That's a good point. Mm, mm. Maybe expected that, by it... Michael.
2: Well, I think it's about the top twenty twenty-five are generally around the mark mm-hmm. but then after that it's a bit of a lottery so you'll find some guys who are touted it's going at 30 won't even get picked every year that happens and then there's other guys who aren't sort of expected to go as highly and yeah they they sort of slide up the order so it's really interesting and just another quick text here um this is from Rich in Blair Athol says, Bix, what's to stop the Crows next year trading out their first pick for a gun player and then just using crappy late picks to buy Tyler Welsh? Well, that's exactly what we're saying. That's what can happen. Or depending on where Tyler Welsh might fit. Now, it's, it's all speculative at the moment. But let's say he's at the, he's going to be pick 15 next year. What some teams do is they trade up to get in front of 15. Then you get a player in the top. Say you trade up to get pick 10. You get a top 10 player and then you get use all your crappy late picks to get Welsh at 15. So then you get two players that are first-round picks. So that's the, all the machinations that, that teams use to get ahead of the draft.
1: I did have a look last night at pick four for North Melbourne. Zane Dersmer wondering whether it was part of Essendon's pitch to Xavier saying, hey we're going to get your brother, so why don't you come to us? bit and, late. And then he's gone, oh, yep, so that's not happening now. So he's gone <laughs> over there. <laughs> so is it Essendon? <laughs> I know. No, what I mean is so maybe that was part of the pitch to Xavier oh, to go okay. to Essendon because they were keen to pick up Zane in the draft. But um, oh, yeah, he, he was... went – very early at number four. Um, a player that was drafted at number 21 by Adelaide last night. It's by the name of Charlie Edwards and we are going to speak to him next on SENSA.
6: Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle
0: built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight on SENSA
1: Breakfast. We are Here in Studio Luma, well, I am Mark Bickley is still over in Victoria after doing some Guernsey presentations at the AFL Draft last night and a player who was taken at number 21 who's going to be heading over to South Australia and Westlakes more specifically. It's Charlie Edwards who joins us right now. Congratulations, Charlie. Good morning. How are you feeling after a really big night for you and your family?
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm really excited and just ready to get over and stuck in.
2: Mm. Hey, Charlie, what were your expectations last night? I know it's really difficult because you may have spoken to a number of clubs, but did you have much of an idea about which teams were interested and where you
4: might go? Um, yeah, we had a we had a pretty good idea, and I was kind of hoping Adelaide going into the ninth, so it's turned out beautifully. Mm. Well, tell
2: us about that. Why, why were you hoping Adelaide?
4: Um, I don't know. I've been across a couple of times and just love the city. We had a school footy trip there in year 11, and I just loved it, and awesome weather beaches and yeah I would love to get across
2: mm. well uh certainly you was impressed with your highlights video you're a really good size it looked like uh you sort of won the ball through the midfield and, and uh you know played a, a fair bit in the front half tell us about yourself as a player you played predominantly midfield i noted you play a little bit of half back as well
4: yes yeah, so i've played pretty much everywhere this year with with sandy i played a key defender role earlier in the year and up into high half back and then Uh, lucky enough to come back through the midfield and half forward line. So I think that's probably one of my strengths, being pretty versatile and I'm happy anywhere on the ground.
1: Charlie, what was the day like yesterday? So for us, we see it on television last night or we hear from Mark Bickley this morning uh, what it was like in the room. But for yourself, how do you prepare about the day knowing that you are going to get drafted until your name's called out? I'm sure there's still a little bit of trepidation. But can you talk us through the day from you waking up to actually getting presented with your Guernsey?
4: Yeah, so I was in Bendigo for the draft yesterday. So I woke up and I was a little bit nervy. I was just waiting to see where and started at seven o'clock. So it was a it was a bit of a wait. And um, I was lucky enough. We had all our friends and family at a pub in Bendigo with it on the big screen. And um, when it happened, it was so awesome. Um, yeah, so the support I've had the last couple of days and especially last night's been awesome. So it was a bit of a nervy day up until about. 8.30 last night but after that it was pretty special.
1: So what happens from there? Your, your name is called out. Who's the first person from the Crows that calls you and do they do they come and find you and present you with a polo shirt to chuck on or something like that? Uh, is, it, is it Jordan Dawson who gets on the phone or Matthew Nix? Uh,
4: it was Matthew Nix. He called me first. I had to sift through uh, a lot of text messages straight away. Jordan <laughs> Dawson shot me a text as well which was pretty awesome and I think the Crows recruiters are on the way to the house now. Um, yeah, so I think we'll figure figure all that out now.
2: Charlie, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and it is football something that's been on the agenda for a long time or have you been late to it? Tell us about uh, what life's been like growing up.
4: So I'm originally from Bendigo um, and then uh, in Year 9, I moved down to Melbourne Grammar at boarding school. Um, I've always played a bit of cricket, but footy's always been my number one sport and footy probably took, became a bit more serious year 10 and 11 down at school and being down in Melbourne, you get a bit more opportunity with representative football and that sort of thing. So I kind of took off a bit more after that, but yeah, I've always loved playing footy and yeah, just moved from Bendigo in year nine. So yeah. Mm.
2: So, so moving away from home is not going to be a big deal. Then You've been away from home since you're about 14.
4: Yeah, no, I think that was probably um, one of the positives with me and I'm like, I'd almost like to move away. I've seen Melbourne and would like to see somewhere else now, I think. Um, I reckon about halfway through this year at school, I was ready for something new and ready for something a bit different. And I think Adelaide's perfect for that.
2: Well, it's only a little bit bigger than Bendigo. Hey, uh, who did you barrack for growing up?
4: (laughs) I'm a Hawk supporter. So, yeah, I've seen a few flags. Been lucky enough to you
1: wow. you've got to change it and say, I was a Hawks supporter.
4: Yeah, I was a, was a Hawks supporter.
1: Hey, And also, who are you looking forward to playing alongside Adelaide? It's in a really a really exciting time for them. It's a football club at the moment. Um, potentially could have been playing finals if it wasn't for something that happened um, later on this season. But for yourself, you, you have a look at the list. Who are you looking forward to playing alongside?
4: Yeah, I think someone like Jordan Dawson I've looked up to. I think um, the way he... He was outside a bit more. He's playing his half back mm. role, and then he moved into the midfield. Um, and then you guys are an excitement factory. I think Isaac Rankin, Josh Shelley, those sort of guys. I'm pretty keen to play alongside those sort of guys and bring a bit of energy.
2: Mm. Yeah, look, it's it's an exciting time uh, in terms of you know you're moving away. Uh, have, have you uh, you know what has the club said? Are you looking at moving in with a host family? Are you move in with a player for a little bit. Have you thought about that far ahead yet?
4: No, I don't think we have. I think we're going to figure that out in about an hour. But um, I do already know a few boys. Sam Berry, um, he was at Melbourne Grammar when I was in Year 9 in the boarding house. So Mm. it's good to have a bit of a foot in the door and know a boy like that.
1: Now, there's a couple of spare numbers. What number were you wearing last year playing?
4: I was wearing 28 playing, but I've no idea what numbers are spare at Adelaide. I think I'll be happy with whatever.
1: Okay, so Nick Murray currently has twenty eight. So you might have to. Yeah, um, it's off the agenda. Yeah, you might have to. Now, yeah. apparently, in the NBA, there's a financial contribution that happens if you want to take someone's number. So you might be able to have <laughs> a conversation with them if you wanted to hand over a bit of cash. But you just have are you a high number man, or you you would like the lower number, closer to number five around there.
4: I reckon twenty three is the perfect number. I love that. I think mm. like, um, but whatever number I'm, I honestly don't care.
2: Well, we know that um, Shane McAdam used to wear 23. Is 23's right? yeah, so 23 is available, Mark
5: Bigley. 23 is
3: available. Very, very <laughs>
2: famous number at the Adelaide Football Club. Andy McLeod, of course. There you all. go. <laughs> hey, that would be nice. Um, just one final one. Oscar Ryan was taken with Pick 27. He's from the Murray Bush Range. Have you uh, had anything to do with Oscar before? Or is he going to be someone, well, clearly you will be someone you'll get to know, but have you met
4: him before? I've never met Oscar. I think with the nature of my year, I didn't get to do any big country stuff. So I didn't get okay. to meet any of the country boys. But I think it was pretty special for him last night being in there with Connor. And I mean, I had to throw the, the Murray Bush Rangers shirt on. I think it was Connor's, which was pretty funny when he went up. But no, special nonetheless.
2: Mm. Well, uh, can I just sorry, uh, Charlie, this is moving off tap a little bit. When I um, was presenting the Guernsey, I was backstage about to do it. And they said, uh, there's been a a uh, bid that's been matched and and there's no more uh, players that are present that are going to be drafted. So you can go now. So I l- left and went and caught up with a few guys and I was talking with them. Then Adelaide had a pick and they, they picked Oscar and because he was there supporting his mate, all of a sudden they said yeah. oh, Adelaide's picked Oscar and he's going up and it's going to be presented by an was and oh my goodness, I started running towards the stage, but then Matthew Nix was closer and he jumped up. So it was a bit of a surprise for him and a bit of a surprise for everyone, but that's a, yeah, it's a nice story.
1: Uh, are you disappointed just before we let you go, Charlie, that Mark Bickley didn't jump in a car and drive to Bendigo to present you with your Guernsey last night? Because he was there, and he is the only Premiership captain for the Adelaide Football Club, so it would have been really nice for him to make his way out to Bendigo for you.
4: I'm a little bit flat. It is the two hours down the highway, but no, I think we can them.
2: I don't worry, Charlie. I'm sure we'll cross paths at some stage, mate. But uh, I think everyone, every Crow supporter, is wrapped. You're exactly the prototype of player that Adelaide needs. So we hope that you have uh, a very long and fruitful career at Adelaide and uh,
1: lovely for you to give us some time this morning.
4: I appreciate it so much, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Charlie Edwards joining us there. New recruit for the Adelaide Football Club. A couple of learnings I took out of that, Mark Bickley. um, He needs to change what he says about who he supports now because he's a Crows man. I love the authenticity from um, draftees when they are recruited. And I like the bold approach from saying, give me number
2: 23. (laughs) (laughs) um, He does like the number. It's interesting because... Once again, I don't know if this is uh, by design with the Adelaide Football Club, but yes. it's had an indigenous flavour, hasn't Correct. it? Uh, yep. yeah. With Jared Petrenko and uh, and Shane McAdam. So anyway, we'll wait and see. There's no set hard and fast rule, I don't think. But what I loved, there's a couple of things in that. Um, one, you we, we talked about um, players wanting to move away from home. You'd mentioned it with Taylor Goad. Well, this is a similar story with Charlie Edwards. Boarding school at year nine, sort of moving from Bendigo into the city of Melbourne, that would have been a big step, said, you know what, I'm ready for a change again, I'm looking forward to coming to Adelaide, I love hearing that, and as I said later on, he is the, the perfect prototype, 191 centimetres can play forward, can play back, wants to play midfield as well. He looks like he's got an exciting future.
1: Crows fans, what did you think? 0427154166, the first time you get to hear one of the new recruits will be at Westlakes in 2024, Charlie Edwards. Uh, it is 12 minutes past eight on SEN.
6: Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. TyrePower.com.au Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's
0: here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go!
1: 17 minutes past 8 on SENSA Breakfast going for a top of 24 degrees today. The run home with Kimbo on the route from 3 followed by Sports CSA with Dan Menzel and Paul Bonza from 6. I want to give a shout out to Paul Bonzer, as well, Mark Bickley. I know that you have been um, getting private parking at Morphetville and flying all around Australia. Um, but So you would have missed the 36ers on Saturday night. Paul Bonzer commentating that game was absolutely outstanding.
2: It's a very talented man, our, our man Bonds.
1: Very talented man. The way he captured the crowd and the build up after being down by 18 points. So amazing work. For Bonds there, a uh, text coming through 0427154166, Con from the Brighton Trophy Centre. Con, what a legend. He's texting in because he just listened to that chat with Charlie Edwards saying, how good does he speak? Go, young man. Nice work, Charlie. It's very good. Mm.
2: I I just received a text from my wife who said, geez, that was a good chat. Like, she doesn't. She's very sparing with her praise. Yeah, she's regards. listening to
1: the wrong station. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe she is. Hi, <laughs> oh, Tori. Haven't spoken this morning. Hope you're having a good day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now we're communicating to our family. Yeah, exactly my family. Yeah. My wife doesn't <laughs> listen anymore. She's had enough because I, I <laughs> referred to her as one of my children. So let's have a listen to Daniel Curtin, uh, one of the draftees from last night. With pick eight, Adelaide Select, Daniel Curtin from Claremont and the West Coast Junior Football Club.
7: Daniel, Mickey Ablett just said on the coverage uh, you're a steal. Perth boy, you go to the Crows. Did you have any inkling that it was going to be the Adelaide Crows tonight?
3: Ah, uh, no, not at all. Didn't. Um, yeah, big surprise. But it would have been with anyone else as well. So yeah.
7: What about you? You had an incredible year with Claremont. You you played in the seniors at Waffle. That's got to be great experience going into your first season next year.
3: Yeah, no, um, it was absolutely awesome. And to um win the premiership with all my mates at Colts was um yeah great. And the experience playing league footy was awesome too.
7: Did yeah, that feel winning the uh, under 19 premiership with your mates there and? Obviously, you're moving on to the big league.
3: Yeah, no, it's was pretty cool. Um, it was a great experience and, yeah, very fortunate for it.
7: So who do you model your game on? Uh, you can go forward, you can go back. You got a bit of pav about you being the WA boy?
3: Yeah, no, um yeah, someone like Pav, just versatility across a lot of positions, something that um yeah, definitely like to be compared to. Oh yeah.
1: well, Dan, congratulations, mate. You're now crow. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm, it's a bit like Pav being a WA boy. Pav's a South Australian boy. We just need to get that right there. <laughs> hey, so what happens from here, Bix? Um, so the the rest of the week is all taken care of, where all of the picks will happen now, and is that when some of those players are going to be rookied too? Will that happen this week?
2: Uh that's on Wednesday, I think. Yeah. So um, so there will be the draft again tonight yep. and the rookie, uh, the relistings for the guys that have been committed to. So that's uh, James Borlase, And who was the other one? Uh, will Hamill, I think it was, for Adelaide. Um, so
1: And some of those questionable ones as well. well. We'll find out whether Chad Wingard stays at Hawthorne or ends up at Collingwood. And
2: gets uh, snaffled by another club. So we'll just see if there's any surprises there. But the rest of this week, like Adelaide start on Monday. So... For Charlie and for Oscar and, and uh, Daniel, they'll they'll all be at their first training on Monday. So they've really got this next three or four days to get themselves organized. Uh, you know, they'll be working out where they're going to stay. So some guys will be wanting to stay with a host family. Yep. Other guys might uh, be less inclined to do that and say, no, nah, look, I'll move in with a player. You know, there's sometimes I think Riley O'Brien, for example, has hosted players. So that you get this sort of like a mentor that gets you to and from training and, you know, organising the meals and all that sort of stuff to give you a bit of a hand for the first. Generally, that's prior to Christmas, and then you sort of find some more permanent digs after that. So there's a fair bit of stuff that goes on, getting yourself really organised. You know, some of these young players are just out of school. Some of them don't have a car, Mm. and so then they have to organise, you know, to get a car and drive around and all these types of things. So um, a bit of organising to happen over the next four or five days.
1: And it's the things that we don't see too. As you said, something like uh, the, the fact that a lot of these players have been living at home for so long, then they have to live out of home if it's not with a host family with another player. And then it's almost like the, the first pre-season is the education as well about what they need to eat, all the meetings, about all the preparation.
2: Yeah, and... and I remember from experience when I was coaching, which is a long time ago now, but the young guys, the training is so much more intense and longer than what they're used to. And when you talk to host families or people that, they're uh, living with, they literally say they finish training, go home have a big feed and they just go straight to sleep. They're just exhausted uh, for the first month or so. So it's a huge culture shock. It's a huge change, but it's something they've been dreaming about for a long time.
1: We will put up that podcast, uh, the chat we had with uh, Charlie Edwards in the next couple of minutes as well. Actually, it's up right now. So if you want to go to where you get your podcast from, um, after we wrap up the show, you can listen to everything. But if you've just missed it, the chat we had with the number 21 pick in the draft, Charlie Edwards, that is He's live now, back after this on SENSA.
6: Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today.
0: Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
5: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go.
1: Uh, Mark Bickley being been a very big show today. Courtney Cramey from the Crows joined us. We've just had a chat to Charlie Edwards. The podcast is now up and live. You can have a listen to that. Uh, a text coming in before we go 0427. One five four one double six. 166 this is from Damien in Freeling, who's um, I think still feeding the pigs at the moment. And he wanted to know whether Port Adelaide could quickly pick up James Borlace in the draft.
2: Um, in this draft, they could, in the national draft, because if they wait for the rookie draft, Adelaide will have a pick before Port Adelaide. Mm. So they can use the national draft if they want to.
3: That would be Which interesting, is their, wouldn't
2: it? Their pick sixty-three or whatever it is listed at the moment. The order of the picks could change because there's still some academy and father-son. So there's some of those. That Port Adelaide's pick might come in a little bit more, but um, there's still plenty of good young South Australian talent in there as well that we're expecting to get picked up. So whilst I don't think Adelaide have a pick tonight, Port Adelaide have one, but still tomorrow we'll give a full wrap on um, on some of the the local talent that. May have been drafted and maybe some hard luck stories about some young players who, um, whose dreams haven't been fulfilled as well because, you know, for every player that gets drafted, there's probably six or seven that miss out that were hoping to get drafted, which is always the hard luck story. And some of them reevaluate and go and play sand footy and get on with it and find a way there. Others sort of fall away. So it's going to be really interesting for all those young players tonight. We wish them all the best.
1: You any chance of being back here in studio Lumo tomorrow, or are you just going to keep floating around Victoria?
2: Well, I think it's a bit rich you having a crack at me. You host everything from the pet show to the ice hockey to netball in Tasmania. Cans. I him! have, one, I have him! one day, and you're cracking into me.
1: It's funny how aggressive you look with the goatee, and I can't really take you seriously. (laughs) Um, The run-o with Kimbo on the roach. The guys are back from three o'clock this afternoon, followed by Sports DSA with uh, Dan Menzel and Paul Bonza. Bix, get home safe, please. If you want to hear a travel story, listen to the podcast later on today. I've got a doozy for you. Bix, catch you tomorrow.
2: See ya.